Welcome to another episode of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. I'm your host, Alan Cooper. Today, we're going to talk about mixed states with the Executive Director of OBAD, the Organization for Bipolar Affective Disorder, Kai Corvella. Hi, Kai. Hi, Alan. Thanks so much for inviting me to talk today. Thanks for coming on the show. So I thought before we talk about mixed states, maybe we could learn a little bit more about you and bipolar disorder. Okay, so um, yeah, um, I've had bipolar disorder probably since in my teen years. And then I was formally diagnosed in 1996 at the age of, let's see, do the math here, 33 or something like that. Anyways, so um, yeah, I had bipolar disorder since I was in my teen years and then it got progressively worse until I was diagnosed after having a acute state of mania with psychosis and being hospitalized. And so that's my uh, basic bipolar thing. And then from my personal experience, I ended up going to peer support through OBAD, then became a facilitator, board member, and then eventually I became the executive director. So I've been the executive director since I believe 2005 or somewhere in those couple of years. Okay, great. So we, a couple of weeks ago, you were in a mixed state and you offered to come on the show just because you thought that would help people. That's subsided, it seems like, but do you want to talk a bit about what mixed states are and we'll talk about your experience with mixed states? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about the idea of uh, bringing me into uh, talk about mixed states and uh, mixed states is, you know, I, I'm just going to read a really quick thing because it puts it in perspective. Um, and this is derived from, I think it's from the DSM-4 TR. So there's a DSM-5. The only thing a DSM-5 has changed from mixed uh, mixed episodes or mixed states into mixed features. So, um, so I like to use I like to I tend to like to use the DSM for TR because it's quite good, and it says that mixed episodes are defined by symptoms of mania or hypomania and depression that occurs at the same time or in rapid sequence without without recovery in between. Uh, mania with mixed. Uh, features which I had hypomania with mixed features, which all involves irritability, high energy, racing thoughts, and speech, and overactivity or agitation. So that was that's kind of a basic um, description, and that also includes uh, the idea of depression. So that's uh, anxiety, uh, irritation, uh, all kinds of uh, being depressed, low energy at times, um, and feeling kind of worthless and. and not being very happy at times. So that was the basic thing. Now, the thing is that that mixed states or mixed, no, mixed features um, can last a long period of time. I mean, for myself, I now I'm starting to get better, but I realized that probably I had been in mixed states for probably months, definitely. Again, so maybe since the fall. Wow, it's a long time. So yeah. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. So I finally had to figure out that I, there was something actually wrong. Um, at so, first, so, sorry. 
At first, I thought I thought um, with the pandemic, I was going. Everyone seemed to be pretty depressed and sort of forlorn by the whole idea of it. But I found that actually the pandemic was good, good thing for my work, for my groups, and then it actually became good for myself because I went into my studio and I started making work, and I, ha I had a lot of energy and a lot of. Uh, a lot of desire to do some stuff. And I had a few ideas for some series of works. And so I thought this hypomania was pretty good at first because I had lots of energy and I was kind of focused on that. And then after a while, it uh, started turning into not such a great episode. Um, so, so it started as a hypomania? I believe so, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of anxiety last year. A lot, I think I was depressed actually. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I tend to sort of bury these kind of ideas of being depressed and uh, hypomanic for some stranger. <laughs> um, so some people can't read me, but definitely my really close friends could see that something was going on. So I, I definitely, I think the start was to go into uh, the state of hypomania and uh, sort of accelerate ideas. Uh, you know, I didn't need as much sleep. Um, I was actually quite concentrated on what I was doing. And um, I think uh, when I talked before about this creativity thing, I think at this time it was just definitely more goal-directed. Um, oh. so that was pretty good. But over time, it started to not be very good. So what did you begin to notice when it started to not be very good? Um, well, I've, you know, that's funny. You get the, you have a lot of energy and, and you think things are going really well, except it starts to do all kinds of weird things. Like uh, it started to affect my mood and then it started to affect my sleep. So my sleep was getting less and less and it was getting more irritated and it wasn't feeling very restful. And so I became kind of uh, hyper aware or uh, uh, sensory uh, where so when I was trying to sleep I can hear like all the sounds in my houses my house oh. and, and so I had these kind of things and I was responding sense I mean from a painter's perspective it was pretty good but from the idea of <laughs> being in my house you know, <laughs> I could hear things and then I, I had to turn lights down and I had no concentration for TV at all after a while so it was, you know, I had I had definitely increase in energy, and then what happened was that it started to switch into uh, depressive episodes, not episodes, but uh, signs of depression as well at the same time, which is really strange. Yeah, it sounds awful. So you yeah. went from depression, and then you t you started to have was the beginning of it when you became hypersensitive to the sounds and things in your yeah, that, yeah that, that came after I was hypomanic and I started to really make work. So when it was becoming mixed states or mixed feature, um, that's when those kind of really bad things were starting to happen. And also the thing was that uh, it, was it was physical, not only about sleep, about sensory things, but it was also, I felt at times, um, I don't know if people felt this way, but I felt like I was jumping out of my skin, like I just was yeah. so... I was just, I was moving all the time. Like I had, I, I virtually for the last part of this mixed date for the last two months, I could barely keep still. Yeah. So I spent like, I spent a lot of time pacing in my house, yeah. a lot of times going out and then uh, 
just uh, just sort of this restless kind of agitating energy and then feeling really, really exhausted and sad and kind of depressed and doing almost the opposites in essence. So would you, I've had that jumping out of your skin experience. It's hard to explain, but it's terrible. It's like your, it's almost like your blood is boiling or something. Like you just, there's nothing you can do to make it go away. Yeah, it was, it's, and I still have a little bit of it, but it's just like, I was kind of exhausted all the time because I was just, it's kind of version of anxiety, but it's not really anxiety, but it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, I can't slow this down. I can't slow this physical feeling. So it has then, the, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. So it has the angst of anxiety. It, yeah, it has the angst of anxiety, and then it's combined with not necessarily that good feeling of being anxious and doing something positive, but that anxiousness that also sort of manifested itself into like really bad thoughts and uh, thinking about what it was like when you're depressed with that negative loop, like my life is useless. It's not going. Uh -huh. um, you know, you start remembering about things that have happened in the in the past. And then the next minute, you know, you know, like five minutes or even an hour later, he's going, man, it wasn't that bad. I've got things to do here. And oh, so your mood is changing while it's happening, while you're having both. Yeah. Oh my God, it, this is hard. <laughs> it's <so> hard <laughs> some people would think that maybe it's kind of like borderline personality disorder, but it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have that, those features of franticness and, and abandonment or anything. You're not being abandoned by anybody. What you're doing is that you're getting agitated by yourself, yeah. or you're feeling that you have this loop in it. So imagine when you were depressed, you, you layer this on the fact is that at times you're feeling really, really great mm -hmm. and you know, super into stuff and everything's good. And then the next minute it's not good. I was thinking about today before we came in, I was going, I wrote this down. I said, what, what, what is this all about? And then it's funny because I just looking at the thing. I said, it's like, this is what it's like. It's like you're the accused prosecutor and the judge at the same time. So, you know, it's like in your head, it's like, you know, you're, you're feeling kind of down. And then you think, well, you're this way, blah, 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 because you're this way. And then the thing is that you have a prosecutor say, well, no, actually, you're just depressed. You're not feeling well. And you're just agitated for some reason. And it's sort of like, and then there's a judgment phase. So this is happening in a day where you're, ha where, where I was having these things like, you know, you're a great guy, everything's going really good, doing a good job. And then next minute it goes, you're a loser. Like later on, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, it's just hard to explain to people unless they've really had it or, or then you, Think about what it was like to be hypomanic and then you think about what it's like to be depressed. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's hard for people to understand in bipolar disorder, your depressive episodes give you thoughts, really negative thoughts. It's not just a feeling, it gives you thoughts. So I imagine if you're in a mixed state, that would be even worse. Because it sounds like from what you're saying, it messes with your thoughts even worse. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, over the years in the group, you know, you meet people who have had mixed states and they always say, this is the worst. And I think it's yeah. kind of the worst because even in depression, you can sort of, you can, 
sleep is is kind of a panacea for depression. Like you mm-hmm. can get you can get moments of of like okay, I'm gonna sleep, but I'm gonna sleep ten hours, and you sort of wake up, but you feel terrible. But with mixed states, it's like you have a hard time, seemingly a hard time getting to sleep, and then the the sleep is kind of agitated, and you wake up and you wish you were sleeping, but you're not, and then you got all this energy, and then sometimes the energy doesn't make any sense at all. And so, it's like, so there's no break, like when you're having a depressive episode, you can you stay yeah. in bed if you feel like crap. But there's a bit of a break, I suppose. It's worse thing. It's not as bad as if you're up. But it's yeah, like the... it was funny because you know, so I, like I described it that I was hypomanic for a number of months, and yeah. then uh, I started to get it, and it's just it it just got increasingly more difficult. That I was, I was what they they call it in terms they call it switching. So you're switching from uh, one state to the other, um, mm-hmm. and that switch can happen just like instantaneously. I was describing mm-hmm. it to someone. Uh, oh yes, I was describing to. I got a new psychiatrist, which is great, and mm-hmm. I was describing. I go, you know, I'd be in the middle of Safeway, and all of a sudden I would start crying, and I didn't understand why I was crying. And then I'd be driving and then I would be thinking about some relationship or something. And then I just have to pull over. And it's just, it was bizarre. It was like bizarre at times because it would happen so fast. And then it would be kind of had this anxiety component to it. And uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it's troublesome because things are going well and then they then they stop going well. And then, then you get this kind of, judgment that occurs at the same time so the thoughts sound like a massive part of it hey the the stream of thoughts that are going on sounds awful yeah it's it's like you know when you get people in hypomania or mania and they just have this sort of non-stop uh ideas that happen like rapid thinking thoughts but this switches like this this is goes to just sort of being morose at times which it's really difficult to explain to people how that's a, even a possibility. Well, that's interesting. So when you're manic, you babble on and on. You have ideas going really quickly, a lot of thoughts. So this is the dark version of that. It sounds like you're having all of these ideas going really, really fast, but they're not, but they're pretty awful feelings, and, and, thoughts, pardon me. And then what happens is, it, it, I think what happens for me, it was when I finally, I got to do some of this, is that it's kind of like when you're a mania and everything is going well, and then you're doing things and all of a sudden everything becomes not correct. Yeah. So that's what I was starting to feel. My my problems were that I would start something or I start a whole bunch of things and then I would stop doing them. Then I feel guilty about not doing them. And then I would think, why are you doing all these things that don't make any sense at all? And, And then sometimes it's very productive. Like the only productive thing was, but it's exhausting was I was like rearranging rooms in my house and, you know, I was switching stuff around and it was, I was cleaning, which I don't even clean normally. And just, <laughs> I was doing these things and I did it, I did it. I don't think I even did it because there was the end point. I thought it was because I just couldn't stop. Like I just couldn't stop until I was exhausted. What do you mean by you couldn't stop? I just had this drive and this kind of weird, you know, that kind of, weird energy inside you that you just want to dissipate somehow. Like uh, I, I guess if I went, maybe I should have gone, you know, at times maybe 
I should have gone and did some kind of physical activity, but I was so obsessed with my own thoughts and, uh, and this goal uh, directed thing to, you know, organize things, do things, blah, 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 get things going. But then it just became like kind of confusing. So you needed, you felt compelled to do stuff, to clean, which is like a common manic, yeah, a hypomanic yeah. thing to do. But how is it different when you're in a mixed state? Well, because you get interspersed with this sense of guiltiness and depression. And oh. I, would get, I would get, this is the weirdest thing. One of the weirdest, there's physical attributes to this, right? The yeah. weird, I'd have all this hype, hyper, uh, hyper energy. Mm-hmm. And then I would sit down and I'd be exhausted. I would be exhausted and then just like kind of with kind of really negative thoughts. And then, mm-hmm. you know, 10 or 15 minutes later, then I'd be going, oh, I got to do something here. Which, you know, like in normal, quote, episodes of depression, yeah. you, you don't have those no. switch things like, oh, okay, now I can get things going, having good thoughts here. Um, it's kind of the opposite. Like, it just doesn't. And some people just don't believe that people can have mixed episodes, which is kind of, you know, hmm. I That's mean, they, they say, this is what they say, whoever they are, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, people who have had bipolar one disorder, which is the worst, right? You know, we know that from having psychosis and things like that. Yeah. Is that 30% of people with bipolar one uh, disorder will have had uh, mixed episodes in their, maybe one or two times in their life. So I've had it maybe three times. But this time was getting worse because as things got a little bit more, quote, mixed up, I was having a hard time concentrating on one specific thing I had to do or another, which had to be done. Mm -hmm. And then I became anxious. And then, uh, then I would, my goals would be misdirected. I think it's kind of like having really bad ADHD or something. It sounds like it's a lot of everything at once. It sounds like a lot of everything at once. It is. It's a lot of things. And you're exhausted. You're yeah. Just- so it even includes an ADHD type of thing where you can't, you're doing a lot, but not necessarily doing it efficiently oh. and doing it in an organized methodical okay you just feel compelled to do to do and then i could be i could be at times very organized and very deliberate in how i did it and then sometimes it would just it just it just wouldn't work like this is weird this would happen like a few times in last month so i'm gonna go how that i've gotten better but there's a few times last month or in the last months where my house would be completely mint like for me and it was everything was organized and everything was. And then like a day later, it was like someone had taken a waste paper basket and dumped everything in my house upside down. And my rooms were chaos. And I don't live in a big house, but yeah. it was just what what happened here? And I I I don't I didn't have any explanations like why are there stacks of stuff around and like you know, just normal everyday things like dishes and stuff. It makes no sense. Really uh, weird. Just really weird. So like, a lot of change happening all the time. 
a lot of change happening all the time, like quite often all the time. Yeah. So nothing is static. No, nothing's static and you feel like you want to jump out of your skin and you want to go to sleep, but it's hard to get proper sleep. And then when you're feeling depressed, you just want to stay in bed. But you but know, you, I got to get up. But then you have an angst to get up at the yeah. same time. So the thought is, I want to stay in bed, which is often the thought when you're in a depression, but you feel compelled to get up. You feel compelled by this weird energy to get up. And as you know, like we're doing uh, groups in the evening, right? Yeah. So I'm supposed to like, uh, in my mind, I'm supposed to start work late later yeah. in the day. Well, I haven't, I wasn't, I was starting like the minute I got up. So I was answering emails and I was doing shit uh, and it was like, I was interspersed with sort of what I would normally do. Yeah. But um, one thing I noticed is I don't, I wasn't, uh, it's getting a little better now. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't engaged in anything that was entertaining, like, like necessarily entertaining. Like I still, you know, I was doing, doing really good and watching TV and now I'm not getting a little better because I can't concentrate. Oh, your concentration is bad. Are you able to enjoy things when you're in a mixed state? Yeah, it's weird because sometimes you really enjoy it and then the next thing you're just like, oh, oh, I can't handle this. So it sounds really complicated. So a lot of things happening at once and a lot of constant change. Sometimes you're having symptoms at the same time. Sometimes your symptoms change within the next few hours. Yeah. A lot of constant, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, if you had people that, oh, the cat walked in. Um, you know, if you've had other people online, that's, that's, we, people have various, various versions of this. Yeah, yeah. But um, there is definitely this overlap, overlap. Yeah. Like you want to stay in one state, you want to stay in the happy hypomanic state. You're like you, you can think, <laughs> you know, for instance, I was having really good thoughts about my father, you know, like really good ones. And then mm-hmm. at night I would be sleeping and I'd be in conflict with him in dreams, mm-hmm. things like that. So I would have like this things like, oh, I feel so guilty about this person, blah, blah, blah. And then like the next day I'd go, oh, you know, I had a very good experience. And like, normally if you're depressed, you would never have that. Yeah. I don't, you'd, it, you would just have this like, oh, this is, this is just, so it's, it's all over the place. It's just, and that, that restless feeling is just the worst. Like I was pacing, like yeah. I was really pacing up. Like I put my phone in my pocket and just, you know, you know how you have that thing on your iPhone that it tells yeah. something. Like I just put it in for half a day. I just went in my pocket and I did like three, uh, 3,500 steps in like four hours inside my house. And that wasn't deliberate to deliberately walk around. Yeah, that was, so. I just, I just put it in my pocket and then I go and I was on that. I just in this circle, you know, doing things. It's just like, so bizarre at times. So was there anything you did during this state that helped you? Like, was there any kind of uh, coping mechanism or something that you, yeah, you it was, been using? I, yeah, I was trying to like, I would think at times when I was really anxious, I thought, well, maybe I'll go make something or I'll go out. And then sometimes I would think I had a problem. I have a problem eating as well. I've got something that 
I just didn't want to eat when I was really hungry mm-hmm. and I really needed to eat. And I was kind of avoiding that. And then mm-hmm. and I was doing things, you know, I was trying to do things like, you know, drinking, you know, um, nice non-caffeinated tea at night and mm-hmm. having snacks and trying to get ready to sleep and, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, relaxing, and and it's you know when you do when you do the when you go to support meeting, it's kind of exhausting, but you know like I was I was really exhausted after it sometimes. But then sometimes I was going, yeah, oh, that was great. Like this, is, this was fantastic. So the support helped a little bit. Uh yeah, but I don't talk a lot about myself, so mm-hmm. um, because I want people like. I want people to share their experiences, mm-hmm. but uh, we have that smaller group. Yeah. So now I started to share more, but I wasn't sharing because I was going, this is kind of, I, I even among you guys, I thought this was going to be very hard to explain. Yeah. Like it, it was very hard to explain. Well, there and are other, did it help that there are other people in the group who understand mixed states? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, there was like in our little small group. Yeah. Uh, there was one. There was one really nice person, and she she understood completely. Like mm-hmm. got it, and I was going, "Oh, there's someone who got it." Mm-hmm. And it's not because she's neurotic; she's really bright and smart, and and you know understood. And I was going, "Oh, okay." And then also because I needed, I was being treated by a GP, and I was having a little bit of a problem with the whole idea of being treated by it, a regular doctor. It was kind of doing it, but I was starting to think that I was losing the efficacy of taking quetiapine or Seroquel. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought maybe this mixed states were, because I wasn't, I needed a switch in my medication. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe we have to do something. So I sent a reading. I sent that. I, I wonder if I could pull this up if we got a little bit of time. And I just going to, I want to I want to read a, a letter that I sent to one of my old psychiatrists. Okay. It, it was kind of when I was desperate to get in the clinic. I'm not going to say who she is. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find this. Um, I wish should have printed this one. But anyways, yeah. So I knew somebody was definitely, definitely wrong, and that's yeah. why that's why I reached out to her. Mm-hmm. And because um, I, I thought I kind of desperately get back into the mood disorders clinic because mm-hmm. I hadn't been there for years and for good reasons because at that time I was case managed out of it and yeah. I understood but I also understood that my GP he couldn't do he couldn't do enough like he just yeah. and, and he's a nice enough man you know um, but I, I was trying to reach out as much as I could because you know it's difficult to get um, proper mental health uh, services for mm-hmm. one and then you know it's just you're trying to get as the best you can of course there we go okay so this is my uh, okay okay so I'm gonna change I'm gonna change the person's name right completely mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go so I've no, I've known the psychiatrist one I said I don't know if you got this email and address I'd used before, so here's my email again. I need some help getting back to seeing someone and maybe even yourself. 
I said, currently I'm being trained for bipolar disorder by my uh, GP, but I need to have psychiatrists because I'm experiencing mixed episodes that are getting worse. I've been having max episodes for over a few months and it's getting worse. So I'm writing this to a psychiatrist, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I said, my Seroquel is not working and my sleep is all over the place. I've been really high at times, staying up late, not tired. And then in the morning, I wake up depressed and anxious. Mm -hmm. Throughout the day, I will have times really hyper, often agitated, irritable, and then anxious and depressed. I don't know how I will feel from hour to hour or day to day. And then I said, I think my cognition at times is faulty and I can, I can finish things fast, but the next minute I'm confused, unable to complete anything. I have no idea. I think I need to switch to another atypical. I'm taking Lamictal as well as uh, uh, 150 XR of Seroquel and a PRN. But I, I said, even taking extra 50 to 75 of uh, quetiapine is not working and I still can't sleep. And then I just did this thing. And I said, I have no idea to how these things will end up. Mm -hmm. So that was my, that was my letter. Yeah. <laughs> it was a psychiatrist describing, um, I'm not going to read uh, what the response was. Yeah. But it, okay. in, in essence, the response was, we need to get you somewhere. <laughs> we, we have to go through the system to get in there. Yeah. So that was my description of mixed episodes or mixed features. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wow, you're really suffering, hey? I hope that clarified a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a lot at once, hey? I didn't realize how much is going on. I didn't realize how you're experiencing these things at the same time. Yeah. How your thoughts are changing so much and your thoughts are, it sounds like, you have the the main the manic issue of having so many thoughts, but them becoming the dark thoughts of depressive episodes. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I remember the last time we were talking. It's kind of you know, it was a good conversation. It was <laughs> about creativity and it was about peer support and and it, you know, it was a positive, very positive um, yeah. time when we talked. Yeah, I felt I thought it was really good, but then it switched. It switched since the last time we had that meeting, and I don't remember when we actually had that. Yeah, podcast. So oh yeah, so maybe that was like a few months ago or four or five months ago. Four, four maybe four. four yeah, so ago. It got progressively worse after that <laughs> <laughs> due to that podcast, but it was yeah. It had been building, like it builds up and builds up, right? It was getting progressively worse over time. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. And then um, it's funny about mental illness when you're trying to be active in recovery. Mm -hmm. You try to tell yourself it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Hang on, just hang that's, on. That's your coping mechanism. Just to get through it is to just kind of minimize how bad it is. Yeah, you just think, okay, it's going to get better, you know? Mm. You think that way, especially if you've been dealing with mental illness for a long time in your life. You just go, oh, it's going to change. Oh, um, yeah. It's, it wasn't changing. <laughs> <laughs>
So things are, you said things are a bit better now when we started talking before the podcast. Do you, do you want to explain how things got a little better? Well, after I sent that letter to the both uh, psychiatrists of mine, <clears throat> um, I talked to my uh, GP and I think he said, well, things could, you know, maybe we can try to switch around things. And, and I was suggesting things and actually he kind of agreed. And it was based on knowing people in the group over years and the ones that I really, really knew who mm-hmm. really knew me. And it was suggested that maybe I could do an add-on uh, for, or then switching completely from circle. Yeah. But I had added on it, which a little bit of Abilify and Abilify is an atypical antipsychotic that kind of sometimes is a good adjunct treatment because it actually gives you uh, more energy to the day, but it's more steady energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of works on depression. Yeah. So I started taking that and ironically enough, I started to get better within a, like a week, oh. a week or a week or 10 days later. And I was going, yeah, I'm feeling not bad and not having uh, as many depressive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like thoughts that just arrive when you, you don't even expect them to arrive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I started taking that. And then I took a little, uh, I was taking a little bit too much. And then I was getting that same feeling of agitation. Yeah. So, and then, and this is, I think a lot of people can relate is that um, I was set up with a new psychiatrist mm-hmm. and after the first couple of sessions, I go, oh, I feel so much better. And it's mm-hmm. this psychological thing. It's like, now you're seeing a specialist. Yeah. They know and what they're doing. This is what they know what they're doing and they're going to be able to react faster than a GP. So mm-hmm. I kind of had this relief, which was... I didn't even know it would be that much of a relief, but it was, it was that makes sense, right? You're yeah. kind of you were helping your GP with the treatment. <laughs> it's yeah. nice to have a professional who can do that on their own. Well, you know, it was, it was uh, this whole thing. It was like I I don't know if I said it to you or said it to someone else. I said, you know, you don't you don't ask your GP to perform uh, open heart surgery. No, you know they're not going to do it. So. Why are we, you know, like, why are we, you know, dealing with severe mental illness and not getting a psychiatrist? Yeah, I don't understand that either. They also know those physical feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I was case managed out of the mood disorders clinic, and I understood for, for a fact, but I didn't realize that maybe I was just as ill as some other people at times. So this mixed states definitely said okay something's going on yeah i'm glad you get you're more confident with your treatment now so how are you feeling now right now at this minute yeah sure yeah whatever (laughs) you know i'm very worried about getting depressed are you yes i do have that component to my thinking i'm really worried that i have this kind of a good part of hypomania and i did i was doing things mm-hmm. and you know i'm always worried about that downside of mm-hmm. this but i'm feeling better i think maybe if this abilify works a little bit mm-hmm. more and then if i can ask my friends and whoever is to see if i'm feeling depressed to sort of take care of myself like i probably will have to 
definitely deal with some version of depression, I think. Yeah. Like that. Because I think my energy uh, level is waning a little bit. So with the medication, the mix kind of got a lot better. Yeah. And then yeah. you went a bit. Miracle, actually, in a way. Yeah, it's, a, it's incredible, really. But then you're worried you're a bit tiny bit high after that. Just yeah, like I, I still have at times I still have that you know nice kind of high you know yeah which is not out of control. Like mm -hmm. I felt like I was going to go out of control at times. Mm -hmm. Like really, I just went. Am I going to go like really out of control? Because mm -hmm. once you've gone psychotic, you never want to go back. Yeah, uh, that's that's certainly way. true. So things are calmer now. They're more in control. You're only having one state, maybe a bit of some hypomania now. I still have those. I still have those fleeting thoughts, right? You know, depressive thoughts. But I've always had those. Yeah. But they were never as intense. Mm -hmm. like, never. Like I would have. I you know I was having you know things about like I would have thoughts like you know like, huh? I wonder what it'd be like to end this. Yeah. You know, like it, like you have, like I'd have like planning things. Like I'd sit there planning, go, ah, how would I, how would I just end this? Yeah. So, so then, suicidal thoughts. That's not a good idea. Yeah. See, I think what happens in mixed episodes when people aren't treated. Yeah. There is this, which I didn't touch upon. There is a certain amount of impulsivity that mm -hmm. occurs, and it's it's like it's like the perfect storm, this perfect storm can happen really quick. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you could do something pretty rash. Like I, I'm kind of, I think we don't talk about it a lot and I don't think psychiatry talks about it a lot, but mm -hmm. there is a lot of impulsivity, uh, suicidal ideation and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, success in it, doing it because people just, I got to deal with this now. Yeah. I've heard that with mixed states, people have the energy to act on those plans. Is what makes yeah, exactly. Sense. You have the energy, and you also have the ideas. Like I know how to do this. Yeah. Right. So, what would you suggest to people who have mixed states? Like, do you have any advice for them? If maybe they're having them and they didn't realize until they've heard this podcast that they were um, having mixed states, or yeah. It's going to be a little bit difficult for people who haven't really had them before to understand. Yeah. But, um, you know, like people with borderline personality probably uh, disorder probably understand a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But um, I think when you're, I think when you can see that, 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 you know, from one extreme to the other mm -hmm. and it's happening, you know, like daily for a while, yeah. you know, something's happening. And then it's just like, you can't, I think it's that physical feeling. Like you just know that you're just like, this is just too much. So mm -hmm. I think if you have bipolar disorder, um, you should actually go talk to your psychiatrist. It's going to be a kind of a hard sell though. Yeah. Like I think it's a hard sell even to a, a psychiatrist. So it's like, you have to have that. You have to write down everything that goes on within a few days. Yeah. Explain it because you don't want to go, you know, like I'm worried right now, thinking right now here, this is what I'm worried right now. Yeah. Worried that people will think that I'm just sensationalizing this. 
Stay. Oh, you're not. Well, like, I mean, I, you're not. This is like I'm worried about that. I'm worried that uh, people, so I don't believe this is a possibility, but mm-hmm. I can tell you straight out it is. Yeah, and we have we have other friends who experience it too. So, so that's why that's why I think people should go and try to get something done pretty quick because mm-hmm. they don't want to feel this way. And I, I don't know what the treatment for mixed states are. Like I just you know I. I don't know. Like, I think a good psychiatrist would, should be able to determine it based on their treatment protocol for you. Like, I've heard people just go, well, you add in more mood stabilizers, it would work. I think mm-hmm. it kind of, let's quote, a little bit of a high flyer, bipolar one. Mm-hmm. I think you probably need more uh, uh, antipsychotic. Because I, I, felt, I felt like I was not glued together, like the same way I was on uh, when I was on Seroquel at the beginning mm-hmm. I, was going, I'm not I think it's just important to see a psychiatrist pretty quickly right because like what we were talking about you have the negative thoughts and the energy to potentially yeah them, so. for sure. it's a dangerous dangerous situation like yeah. it's it's gonna be i was worried about sometimes i was worried about driving because mm-hmm. you'd have this intrusive thoughts in your head yeah or then you're driving too fast mm-hmm. You know, that can that can be pretty scary, uh, those kind of things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so thank you for sharing that. That's such oh, a tough thing to understand, and I'm, I'm, I really appreciate the, I hope the it, uh, detail. I hope it explains it a little bit more. Oh, definitely, definitely did. Very complicated, hey? I mean, at the very least, you can understand how all of these changes of states are happening very quickly and the combination of really awful negative feelings and thoughts wanting to rest while simultaneously having the angst to keep moving it sounds really awful and i i i I know that people can get fixed like it'll change yeah it'll change like i right now yeah. I'm completely, I feel, I still feel a little bit high for sure, like hyper and anxious. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for me right now to even think back like, wow, that was, that was pretty not good. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's hope. There's lots of hope. <laughs> this is, sure. It's actually weird because like after I started feeling better, I feel more hopeful than I would have when I was like clinically depressed. Yeah, maybe because <laughs> the flip side of uh, uh, mixed state is that you ha- you have you're able to uh, have a certain amount of cognition to think okay things will change mm-hmm. or they could change. But, yeah. Cool. All right. Any other final thoughts? Or you said a lot there, so I think we're probably good. Hey. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate, you know, you said when we talked about doing this podcast, you said, if I'm right now, if I can do it right now, I'm suffering it and it could help somebody else. Yeah. Great. So. And I, I know that it's a small percentage of people that who actively have it any, any given time, but yeah, it's, but it's real. It's real. And it's, um, it's an emergency sometimes to get it de- uh, dealt with. Yeah, for sure. And it is. And
myself. Anyways, I think mixed states can can be pretty problematic and can be pretty severe. Yeah. I, I think you just need to, if you're having what Kai is describing, then you need to go get help pretty quickly. So, so once again, thank you so much for being on my podcast again. And to all of my listeners, thank you so much for listening. This has been another Bipolar Disorder Moment.